Welcome to the CEO in Overflow podcast. My name is Emily Haas. I am a business mentor who helps coaches to create and scale a magnetic six-figure business, create their version of having it all while impacting others. And my mission is to empower women everywhere to go out and empower themselves with the knowledge that they need to really grow the thing that they can't go a day without thinking about, to really empower themselves to take things to the next level to take that leap of faith and to do and create the unthinkable so they can go and empower others. This podcast is really about you arriving back to yourself, being able to self-source the energies and emotions of abundance, certainty, and trust that you've been maybe looking for in the next number on the scale, the next relationship, the next sale, the next income month that you're looking for, and really be able to create that yourself so that everything that comes on top of that is from a state of overflow so that you can run your business feeling aligned, feeling in flow and feeling like, wow, this really gets to be easy. So this podcast is going to be your portal for accessing that and to also walk away with the next strategy, the next tangible tip, the next thing that you need, even if it's a shift in your energy and your mindset that you can take out whenever you need. And so I am so honored to be a witness in your growth and in your elevation. So get ready because this episode's going to be epic. Hello, what is up? Okay, so if you guys know me, I'm ready to go because I have the blanket wrapped around my waist. Um, I swear to God, I get so much more done when I have that thing wrapped around my waist. And (laughs) it's just so funny because all my friends now that own their own businesses, they do the same thing when they work from home. And um, I'm in my beautiful Airbnb in Austin. I definitely am exploring apartment complexes. I don't know if I can see myself living here yet. We shall see. I have to have like the right feeling about it. What's up, Jacqueline? What's up, Rachel? So I told you guys last Thursday that I was going to do a live slash podcast episode around comparisonitis. So if you guys missed the last IGTV I did slash live, I was talking about imposter syndrome. So Regardless of what stage you're at in your business, imposter syndrome and (laughs) comparisonitis can come up like at any time. So let me comparison. Oh my God. It's already like a typo. Okay. They need to like make a word out of this like officially because too many people use it. Um, how to overcome it. So I don't think it's something that ever goes away. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. There's moments that I find myself in different areas of my life, like comparing myself to people, to like people that are further ahead, just like different things that I fall into because I really want to build an empire. I really want to impact a lot of people. And so I care, I give a shit, right? And I just want to empower you guys. If you didn't care about growing your business, you wouldn't feel these things come up. You would just be like, oh, like, I don't know. Like you, because think about it, when you compare yourself to somebody and you're like, oh, like I want to be there or I want to have those results. It's because you have a big vision and you see yourself going a lot of places. 
And you are not just worried about making money, like you want to make an impact at the same time. And I honestly think it's really easy now to make money online. It's really hard to grow a sustainable business where people are like referring you to people because of the results that you create, like creating a sustainable brand that goes beyond you and like long after you live, like that's the kind of business that I want to create. And yeah, it takes a lot more time. It's more focused on relationship building and not revenue building. Um, But yeah, I have a mission to really help coaches create that kind of business as well. So I want to get into comparisonitis. So I would definitely save this for later. Like I said, I'm making a podcast episode out of this. So if you guys aren't already subscribed to the CEO and Overflow podcast, you definitely want to go to iTunes and subscribe because I'm going to be uploading weekly. And any topics that you want me to cover specifically around like maybe launching or I don't know, time management, anything you're struggling with in your business or even mindset wise, chances are homegirl has been through it or has currently is currently helping a client through it or has already done it. So I'm here. Um, So shoot me a DM always and tag me when you're listening to it, put it in your stories and I'd love to shout you out. So comparisonitis, I've taken a lot of notes on this. I want to make sure that I cover as much as I can so that no like ill thought that you've ever had about like being behind quote unquote is not goes like untouched. So I want to be able to support you with everything that's ever come up around this as much as I can in like a 45 minute time span, 30 minute. So I want to start off with this quote, just because New York is three hours ahead of California does not mean that California is slower than New York. So my best friend told me this quote, I think about a year ago, and it always stuck with me because I'm a girl that's lived in actually both cities. (laughs) And it does not mean that California is slower. And just like you think that this coach is making X amount of money, which I'll go into that, there's a lot more than what you see on Instagram. Um, doesn't mean that they are better than you. Doesn't mean that they're more ahead, that they know more, that they create better results. It literally does not mean any of that. Um, It just means that they are there and you are here. And that's it. Just like New York right now, it's 345. And in Texas, it's 245. It's like at all these calendar updates. Um, So it's just like, I don't look at it as like I'm behind or like I'm having like an earlier start than New York or I don't, I don't know. Like I don't have that mindset, right? Because it's just the time. Like it just is what it is. So what if you remove the emotional charge and the stories that you're making up around where this coach is or where this other person is or their business compared to you? So just remember that quote, the same feeling and emotions you have when you realize like, oh, like I'm an hour behind California or like I'm ahead of California or whatever. Like you don't have any attachment to that. You're just like, oh, it's later there. Like literally, what if you were to have the same relationship with seeing this other coach that's like further ahead than you, quote unquote, because there's so much more that goes behind like what's on Instagram, which I'm going to get into a little bit in a little bit. Um, I'm like so hyped right now that my brain and my thoughts 
are like 10 sentences ahead than what I say. So I apologize because I'm like trying to get my shit together here, but I also needed to record this because I'm in this kind of energy. So that's the first thing. And I want to share the story of when I first compared myself, where it almost like cost me my entire business and getting started in the first place. So if you guys have followed my story, you know that I was in a 90 day coaching program and I was trying to start my business. I literally paid this guy 5k. I had heard him on a podcast interview and I went through his 90 day program. And what's funny is if anything, like I was the one trying to enroll my boyfriend at the time, like we should really do this program. I think it's legit. This huge influencer that I had followed forever. She like really promoted his stuff. And she said like, he actually helped me sign a high ticket client. So I was like, Ooh, if she recommended it, we have to do it kind of thing. So I was still this um, assistant designer at Under Armour. So I was like not officially a coach. I didn't have any clients. I was just basically at an Instagram where at 4 a.m. when I would go to the gym before my corporate job, what is going on here? I would post my workout and then I'd post like recipes. I was in the middle of like prepping for a bikini competition and was just like do- using it to document my story. You know when like Instagram was actually just for like a social thing and like to document our life? Well, that's what it was for me. I was using the god awful god awful filters before like I forget what it was called. It was called like Broadway or something. Do you remember those? They were like, they're like trash now. Like you would never use them, but they came with the app when it first came out. So since high school, I had just used it more so as like a diary. Like it wasn't a business. I maybe had had a blog. I had started a YouTube channel because I thought, oh, if I start a YouTube, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to make it. So I had done all that stuff. And I came across this influencer. She really inspired me. She was a YouTuber and I watched all her fitness vlogs and she had a podcast and she was interviewing this guy. So I didn't even know what business coaching was, but when she introduced him, she was like, yeah, I want you to tell the audience like who you are and what you do. And I'll never forget it. I was eating a grilled chicken salad that I had packed because everything was like so tracked, so precise. And he said, I help fitness coaches make six figures online. And I literally like almost choked on my chicken. And I was just like, okay, laptop, like look up this guy, like fill out whatever I have to, to get on the phone with him. Cause I was just so desperate to get out of my job. And I just like hated it there. Like it just felt like I wasn't even helping people. I was designing something. It would go somewhere and I would like never see it again kind of thing. And I just like really, really missed the impact, like changing somebody's life because up until then I was like giving people advice here and there. Like I would help my friends with their fitness goals. I basically would give them like macro advice, but like not give them macros if that makes sense. And yeah, just like love talking about health and fitness but I didn't see myself as a professional. And that's where this really comes into play the first time I experienced comparisonitis like on steroids. So I went through this program, literally did not sign one client. Like I followed everything to a T. The only thing I like skipped around a bit and kind of self-sabotage which has to do with not seeing myself as an authority. 
And I didn't see myself, like, I didn't take myself seriously. I was like, no, like, I'm not a coach. I'm not one of those people, quote unquote. Even though I had such a strong desire to help people, I had, like, the lowest self-esteem back then, especially with, like, putting myself online. So my IG stories, my Facebook lives were literally three minutes total. Like, I remember when you do Facebook live, that little eyeball comes up in the top right-hand corner of the screen. So you're supposed to look at like the camera, like you're supposed to look at like your camera, right? I would always like look at myself and like what I looked like. So it never looked like I was like looking directly at the person. And it was just so funny watching them back. So I was like, oh my God, my voice is so weird. Like, should I post this? Like I was worrying about the stupidest things. And I was worrying about myself and what I looked like and not about helping people. So that was mistake number one, right? Is that I was focused so heavily on me and what I looked like that I wasn't focused on like, what is the actual point here of like starting this business? It's to help people, not to make myself this like online star and like the me show, it's the we show. And I remember like Angie Lee said that quote a while ago and it really stuck with me. So anyway, I fill out this application. I don't tell my boyfriend because he was just like so against doing an online program. Like we had never heard of online coaching. So everything just kind of seemed like a scam at that point. And this was like 2017. So there weren't a lot of business coaches. There weren't a lot of people like owning that they could help people make money online. And so I just filled it out. I didn't know what I was doing. I got an email um, to like book a call. And I just like scheduled a random night, like when I knew I would be home from my corporate job. And I had no idea whether or not my boyfriend was going to get on the phone. So long story short, I go through this whole program. I barely go through the modules. Like I basically just watched his lives that he would do in the Facebook group. And I would just do whatever I had time for because I'd wake up at 4 a.m. I wouldn't get back from work until probably 5, 5.30. Sometimes I'd have to stay later. And then I really only had an hour during the week to focus on my business, plus like whatever time on the weekend. And I would say that I was like playing business. So I would spend hours on my Instagram posts. I would go to coffee shops on Saturdays and I would just spend so much time on things that didn't actually move the needle forward because I wanted to like avoid the uncomfortable. Like I was like, no, I don't want to get on sales calls. What if I sound like this? What if I don't close it? What I don't want to get in the DMs for sure. Like I definitely don't want to talk to people I've never met before. Like there was just this whole like fear just around like doing the things that actually mattered. So long story short, where this leads to comparisonitis is at the end of the program, after I still had signed clients, my boyfriend at the time who joined the program, he fucking crushed it. He literally made 9K in the program like right away. He signed all these high ticket clients with his fitness coaching and I didn't sign anybody. Like, and I was just like, literally like I was the one who filled out the form for this fucking thing. Like, why is he the only one that's like making money? I clearly don't have what it takes. I don't like I'm missing something. He had like already left his retail job and I was still stuck in my corporate job. So there was like kind of feelings of resentment. I remember like I was like, oh my God, he gets to create content all day and like be on calls and stuff. And like, I still have to go to work kind of thing. So, um, this coach has this live event towards the end of the program. So I think it was like the program had already ended, I think, and he has it out in LA. So it was like in Santa Monica 
And that is like a huge touristy spot. Like everyone was so excited. There's like Gold's Venice, which is like the huge Gold's gym that's in Venice Beach. So of course we're all these like fitness people and we're so obsessed. We're like literally in a dreamland. Like we're like, oh my God, we're like meeting with like all these fitness people. We get to see like famous people probably in this gym. Like it was just such a landmark, right? Like I had never been there. And so we're taking pictures, we're shooting content and comparison itis it like literally crippled me during that event because i didn't have to see the people that were crushing it in the program during the 90 days so basically like there were a set of girls that were making 20k months there were also a few guys in the program it was mainly girls but they were making 20k months like 30k months like just absolutely hit the ground running and crushed the program and they were at this live event. So I saw them face to face, whereas like during the program, I hadn't seen any of them. We were just in this huge Facebook group. I didn't really have to face them. And what was so good about this and me facing those people at the event, like he literally called up people that were in the program that like made 20 or 30K months and were like these like elite people. So I saw them go to the front of the room and I just felt like complete shit about myself because like I hadn't signed any clients at that point. And they were like, yeah, like it really just takes this and this. And they weren't really giving me specifics. Like they were just saying very general advice because I think a lot of them like didn't even know they were going to speak at the event. But I found it inspiring. Don't get me wrong, but I more so focused on like the lack of it. Like, oh, they have what I want. Like they have something that's going to take me forever to get. And I just was looking at it through the lens of lack rather than through the lens of looking at it for like, this is what's possible for me. Like there's a reason that I'm watching this right now. There's a reason why I'm in the audience and they're up there. And it's not because I'm not good enough. It's literally because like the universe is showing me like what is possible for me. If I were to actually go all in, if I were to actually niche down instead of trying to speak to all women, that was the other thing I didn't want to do. Uh, during the program. So I also was like, you know what? Like I didn't get on sales calls. I would choke on sales calls. Like instead of trying to get better at them, I would just get off the phone and say that I wasn't good at sales instead of like really learning, really going deep, trying to get better and better every time. And I was ignoring being in the DMs. And like when you don't have an audience and people don't know who you are, you know, they're not going to reach out to you and just be like, Hey, like, I want to hear about your coaching. Let's get on the phone. If they like, don't even know who you are, they've never even taken in your content. So it like, I just avoided all things that mattered to like actually get it off the ground. And here I was like now, like sitting in that, you know, in this, in this audience at this live event. So it was just such a pivotal moment for me because at that place where I was at, like I said, I was looking at it from a lack mentality and I wasn't able to look at it as like, this is actually motivating. Like, this is what's possible for me. Like I have the material for life. I can just go back and do the program again um, and just go through the material, right? Like on my own, really like go at it with this new mindset. So I didn't think of it that way. So long story short, after like so much back and forth, months went by where I literally wasn't signing anybody. 
I quit my job just because at the live event, this coach also told me, well, you know, you're kind of doing it half-ass, like you're still at your corporate job and you're splitting your time, like trying to grow your business. So what if you were to like do this like full on and all in and just quit your job on Monday? He literally said that to me at the live event. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I just like more so did it to like see what would happen. And I also was desperately looking for an excuse to leave my job. So I literally flew back to Baltimore where like the headquarters of Under Armour was and where I was living at the time. And I remember on that plane, I had like locked it in. Like I was like, I'm putting in my two weeks. Like as soon as I walk in, I'm going to set up a meeting with HR and I'm just going to put in my two weeks. And the only person that knew was my boyfriend at the time and that coach. So I walk in on Monday and they're like, how was your trip? Like, how was LA? And I was like, it was good. Um, Yeah, we need to like set up a meeting with HR. Like, is that possible? And they're like, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm good. I've never been more clear than ever, actually. So um, we booked that meeting. I really just opened up to them. And even after I left my job, like I said, um, I wasn't signing clients. Like, it's not like just because I left my job that all of a sudden, like the strategy worked and things like that. When you don't believe that you're an authority and you don't believe that like you can sign clients, it's really not going to happen. So it took me just realizing if I don't believe in myself and I'm not enrolled in my business, it doesn't matter how many sales calls I book, like people aren't going to be enrolled in me. And so I think it was really when I realized I had to get another job and work in person at a gym. And we had enough cash at the time because we had signed, I think, a few clients. Like it took maybe three or four months. I signed like two high ticket clients. Before that, it was like all low ticket people. Like I was charging people 200 a month, which nothing wrong with that. But definitely for what I was giving them, I was not charging my worth. And then I finally raised my prices to 500 a month. And I think I signed two people at that. And we had been staying with my parents. Like we were literally in a guest room at my parents' house and we stayed there for four months. And after I signed those clients, I got a little bit of confidence. um, And I basically had told my parents, like, I'm going to get a job as like an in-person personal trainer as I like get this thing off the ground and sign more clients. But I just like did not give up. Like I was so pissed off after that program and after everything I had tried for almost a year that I was going to make this work. And lo and behold, like the anniversary of when I had joined that program in 2017. So now it's 2018. I literally signed a $2,700 client on the phone. And then two days later, I signed one in person. And we just moved to our dream apartment in Portland. My boyfriend's from Portland. So um, my boyfriend at the time um, is from Portland. So we moved back there to be closer to his family. And um, yeah, I had signed really big high ticket clients. So as soon as I signed them, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave the gym. This is like a sign that it's working. And um, I really started working with actually the guy that enrolled me into the first business coaching program. So the guy that I like got on the phone with and that sold me on the program, he actually left that company and that business and he started his own thing. And he reached back out to me and my boyfriend and was like, hey, are you guys still like trying to grow your coaching business? Like I'm starting my own thing. 
And he mentored me for like a couple months and especially around sales and like niching down and all the things I wasn't doing. So he is like just still such like a mentor to me. Like I'm forever grateful to him. And he and his wife had come to Portland because her family's from there. And we met up with them and and he was just like really encouraging me. Like you can fucking do this. Like, you know, you can leave that job. You shouldn't be working at a gym. Like, you know, and just trying to get me to see that it was possible. And so it was literally after a week of him just like mentoring me, telling me a few things around what I could do with my calls. Um, yeah, literally something clicked, something set off. And it was just nonstop after that. Like I remember there was one day I wasn't feeling the best, but I had all these enrollment calls on my calendar and I just like did them all in a row. I closed every single one and I had like a nine or 10 K day. Um, I remember in October I had my first nine K month and yeah, it just was pretty much up from there and it was so exciting and it was so amazing, but I feel like I had to have watched those girls get up on that stage at that live event. I had to sit in that pain of working at an in-person gym. I had to sit in the pain of like, love my parents, but living with them every single day for four months, plus like not really being able to have alone time with my boyfriend and just all these things, right? For me to really get it, like you need to be the one to decide this and do this. And it's not about burning yourself out or being hard on yourself. It's just about deciding that like this is for you and that you can do this. And I can crack my neck. So I did that. It was so amazing signing those first clients and like just believing that I could do it and seeing the results, like having a 10K day and like closing all those clients. It was just so amazing. And it was such a huge growth from like my money mindset and like what I believed was possible for myself. So it was just a huge sign of how much growth I had done. And I would say comparisonitis didn't really come up for me. It would only really come up when, like I said, I would go to like live events. I would be with people that were like maybe making more money or were further ahead. And again, like I always made the mistake of looking at it from this lens of like, well, I'm not them and I don't have what it takes and they're just further ahead than me and and they have like more knowledge. Like I would make up all these stories that I didn't even know were true rather than just looking at them from a place of like, that's what's possible for me. Like, fuck yeah. Like I can step into that. Like they have what I have and um, that's why I'm meeting them. Like, have you ever thought about that? Like the people that you watch all the time, like even me, like if you watch my stories or my content, like the people whose podcasts you listen to, like there's a reason why that person was put in your life. There's a reason why they keep showing up. There's a reason why their content keeps showing up on your feed. It's because like you're attracting that. Like there's something in them that you have that you just haven't accessed yet and you haven't decided that like, no, like literally the things that I look up to them for, like I already have within myself. So just think about that, right? Which back then I was definitely not thinking that way. So I wish somebody would have said that to me. But a pivotal moment for me, once I had gone from fitness coaching to business coaching where comparisonitis came up again, is um, when I was on a coaching call with my mentor. So shout out to Morgs. So you guys know who Morgs Liz is. She was like my first business mentor when I pivoted into business coaching. Absolutely amazing. She's like now one of my best friends. 
water break, sorry. And we were on a coaching call and I just kept like saying to her, you know what? I'm like just having a lot of resistance lately around like being on Instagram. Like I'm noticing that all these like emotions are coming up for me and I just like really don't know how to get out of that. Like comparing myself to these other business coaches that have been doing it longer. And she's like, um, this is like a non-negotiable for you going forward. Like you are going to show up on Instagram. You're going to post your shit. You're going to get on stories and you're going to get off because she's like, I don't even want you looking at your client stories because what's going to happen is if they like enrolled in someone else's course or they're like doing something that you don't know about or whatever, you're just going to get in your head. You're going to be like, oh my God, is my coaching not good enough? Like what else are they buying or investing? Like you're just going to go down a spiral of making up stories. So literally post your shit, say what you need to say and get off. And for whatever reason, I was just like, Everything she told me, I followed to a T. Like I was, I still to this day, I'm just that kind of client. (laughs) Like literally whatever you tell me, even if it's like inner healing work, if it's anything, I just like go and do it. So she told me to do this and I tried it out for a month. So still this to this day is that like, I literally do not know anything that's going on in my industry. So I don't follow any business coaches. I don't listen to even business coaches like podcasts. Like I listen to this bloggers podcast, this girl that's like a feminine and sex coach. Um, I listen to, what else do I listen to? Um, Emily Hayden, who's like a fitness influencer and coach. Um, Just different people in different industries. I don't really listen to like other business coaches and mindset coaches, anything strategy, because I didn't want anything influencing my ideas. Because when you start to listen to somebody over and over and over again, sometimes like you struggle to make your ideas your own because you they say something and you're like, oh, that's like a really good idea. And then you find yourself like writing an email about it to your list and you're like, wait, this wasn't really mine or this isn't my original idea. And so, yeah, I made a whole podcast about that and how I caught somebody literally verbatim copying my entire business and like copy and pasting posts I made and things like that. But that's a whole other subject around finding your own voice and not like plagiarizing and doing things like that. But um, yeah, like I just don't know what's going on in my industry and I just didn't want other people's ideas and beliefs to like influence my own. Like I wanted to listen to somebody's be like, okay, like that makes sense. Like I resonate with that and either like teach it in my own way or literally just listen. Sorry, my friend was trying to call me. I feel like we're playing phone tag all day. Like literally I tried calling her. I think she was on the phone and like now I'm doing a live. Um, so it's kind of fun. We're playing like adult tag here. Um, so call me again. She's trying to FaceTime me. Um, sorry, Heather, I will call you back. Um, but what I will say is the other side of that story where I was comparing myself to other business coaches, because I was just like reading their posts. I was overthinking. I was like, Oh my God, they have like a mastermind. Now I have to launch one. Like I was just like, stressing myself out and thinking too far ahead like it takes you away from whatever you're launching and it has you like fall out of love with what you're creating because you immediately measure it against somebody else's stuff and so what I started to realize is I went to more events I met more of these people in person just like from networking mutual friends there is so much (laughs) that goes on behind Instagram that you guys aren't even 
aware of, like, I can't even tell you how many coaches I've met where they're flexing how much money they've made online and they had a hundred K month and they're spending like 80 K like on ads and team and graphics and like trips and all this shit. And like, there's a thing to be said around like receiving money and making money, but there's an even bigger thing to be said around holding money. Right. And like your ability to hold money and manage money is such a self-worth conversation. And so, yeah, like you could be making all this money, but it's like, where is it going and how are you spending it? And like, how are you treating it? Right. So when you see somebody flex their big ass months, you just, there's so much more behind that. Like you do not know how they're spending their money. And so I just want to say that, like never be intimidated by that. And the second thing I will say about business coaches or any coaches out there that are making a lot of money that are in your own space, like they do the same thing you do. And you're finding yourself like getting caught up in that and being like, wow, I'm really far behind or I'm not where they're at. Is that coaches? um, So Becca said, yes, I've been having that self-worth and money issue and I'm working at being better. Um, Yeah. So Becca, like what if you were to hold that money because like you deserve to hold that money, you know what I mean? And stack that cash and like save up for something. Like I'm all about treating yourself. Don't get me wrong. Like I literally at least once a month, I treat myself on like clothes, definitely active wear, um, you know, whatever I feel called to spend on. And sometimes it's things I actually need like furniture or like a trip or this trip to Austin or this Airbnb. But like, I definitely treat myself, but you always want to treat yourself, Becca. The biggest thing I could say about that is how you know when is an appropriate time to treat yourself and not is like, obviously, if you're celebrating something or a huge milestone, but also like, yeah, if you go to make that purchase and you're trying to like prove something by buying it, like you're like, oh, I'm going to get this handbag to like prove that I'm doing well in my business, like... (laughs) literally it's it's not gonna like come back like I genuinely believe that if it's an ego investment it won't come back if you make it from your soul like I'm looking at this handbag and I literally need to have it like on my shoulder tomorrow like it's that thing where you feel this pull towards it and I say this about investing in coaches and courses when you have that gut feeling in this pull like I can't imagine this person not being in my life like I can't imagine them not being my mentor that is always the best investment that's going to have the best ROI is when you make that pull, like soul nudging kind of decision. Because guys, every decision I've ever made down to who I've worked with, down to even saying yes or no, if someone was like a good fit to be a client, when I just listen to that gut feeling of like, I really vibe with this person. I know they're supposed to be in my life. I know I'm supposed to mentor them. It literally has always been an amazing relationship. They've made so much money like all these things. And even the people I invest in, it's like, it's always had an ROI. And when I book these, these vacations, even this was like almost a year ago that I bought this purse. Love this bag. Do you know how much of a struggle this was for me to buy? Like I am not even trying to flex right now. Like this thing was almost $4,000 and I walked into Gucci and I like knew I wanted a bag, but I was having that conversation with myself. Like, do you really need it? And I'm like, you could save that money and like this and that, like momming myself to death. And I just had a $67,000 month. I had doubled my income in a month. And I was like, um, yeah, you deserve that bag. Like 
you totally do, right? So I knew logically, like it would be a drop in the bucket. Like I'd made a lot of money. I didn't have a huge team. I didn't have a lot of overhead, like not a lot of expenses really. And yeah, so I had made the decision because when I saw that bag, I was like, that bag was literally designed for me. Like it was, it was a feeling of like the bag was a milestone for me. Like for me to feel like, wow, I've come a really long way. Like to be able to literally like not even a year ago (laughs) have started my business and I'm already making this kind of money. I'm changing so many people's lives. Like my clients were like literally making 48 K months and like had just started with me six months ago or something. Like the results were so crazy at that time that it was so much more to be proud of than just how much money I was making and like where I was in my relationship and like where I was living even. Like I like literally was in a dream apartment in San Diego. Like even this Airbnb is so dope and so cute. Like, and just to have the lifestyle I have now, like it's just, it's so crazy. And I hadn't really like celebrated that. I just kept going and going and building my business. So that handbag was definitely a soul port, per portrait, portrait, purchase. <laughs> what just happened? Purchase. And I knew that it was for me. I knew that it was time and I didn't feel like I was proving something. Like I was like, if I walked out of this store without the bag, like I'd be okay. You know what I mean? Um, But I wasn't buying it to show anything or to flex or like, I don't even think I put it on social media until I was like ready. And I put it on social media when I wasn't trying to like say or prove anything. So you always just want to make investment decisions with money. Is this me trying to prove something and like doing this out of fear of like not being liked or not being taken seriously or like not being seen as an authority online? Or am I making this investment from a place of soul? Like I can't imagine this person not mentoring me. Like I feel so connected to them. I know in my heart that this is a right decision and I'm doing this completely for me. Meaning if no one else knew that I was making this investment, I would be totally okay. Like those are always the ones that have the biggest ROI. So I try to get my words together here. Like I said, my brain is like five sentences ahead of my mouth. Um, Okay. Also, coaches that you see that are flexing how much money they're making and you're comparing yourself to that coaches who constantly have to enroll new clients all the time into their programs so either they're like running ads they I don't know like a lot of them are running ads that I see this um but yeah they flex their revenue all the time but you never really see their client results Like they never really post testimonials or they use the same testimonials all the time because there's only like a few people that have gone through their program. You know, that's a really big red flag. Sorry, I got to turn on the air. This is like a little hot in here. Yeah, it's toasty. All right. So back to the regular scheduled program here. So that's a huge red flag because what that tells me is that their clients aren't having a good experience because why wouldn't they show off their testimonials? You know what I mean? Like, and also that they're, they're marketing themselves. Like, look at how much money I'm making. 
Okay, but how much money are your clients making if you're a business coach? Like, how much weight are your clients losing? Like, you know, what is what are their before and after pictures? Like, what are their mindset shifts? Like, are they really finding the dream relationship? Like, look at the client results. That'll tell you how successful somebody is, not their revenue. I'm always just like, show me your results, not your revenue. So... Yeah, because the like the coaches that are always enrolling brand new people all the time, they're going to really struggle because every time they launch, it feels like they're starting from zero. Whereas like what I really empower my clients with is focus on really making the results in your program so fucking badass that the program and your coaching almost sells itself because people are sending people to you. They're re-signing like they're like, I can't even imagine not working with you like That's the responses that my clients are getting from their clients, which is what you want to aim for, because then you don't really have to sell. You know what I mean? Like then the testimonials speak for itself and like word of mouth, right? So people are literally talking about you and the program and how great it is. Like that's the best form of marketing. And so, yeah, I just find that way more impressive. And so the next time you see this like huge post, like I made a million in a week or like whatever, like I'm like, okay, what are their results though? You know, like what are, how are their clients doing? What is the experience? And yeah, the coaches that always have to start from ground zero in order to like sign people, it's, yeah, it's really just funny sometimes because I'm like, but you're probably exhausted trying to enroll people all the time every launch. So I don't know. That's my belief. That's what I teach my clients. I am just not impressed by that. Like I'm like a sustainable business to me is one that like lives on where like people are basically enrolling other people for you because that's how amazing your program is. So focus on delivering results and you will never have to worry about leads again. Like I'm at a point where there's so many people from my other programs that are lower ticket that gets literally make their investment back in the first month, if not the first couple of weeks, where I don't even have to like ask them, like, do you want to work one on one? They like reach out to me about it. So you want to get to that point. And that's not like bragging about me. It's totally possible for you. But I just think that too many people kind of like jump ahead And they just try to focus on making more money and making more money and signing more clients and kind of just like make one draft of their program and like never go back and perfect it, never go back and improve it. Um, And I just think you're, you're like sleeping on a lot of money, you know, because if you really perfected your program and results again, it would just start selling itself. So yeah, those are my main points around comparisonitis. Like there's so many things that you don't see. There's so many things that I wouldn't take back where I was comparing myself to other people because it really motivated me to put a fire under my ass, to turn the dial up and to be like, okay, if I want their results, I got to stop fucking around. Like I need to get on sales calls. I need to do DMs. And especially when I was scaling my business, I was like, okay, these girls are like launching big ass things like masterminds and stuff that doesn't feel right to me. I want to, I want to launch courses first. So I went that route. And because I was excited about it and because I had energy behind it, of course it worked. And then the following month I was ready for a mastermind and then it was amazing. Right? So it's like, find the strategy that's going to work for you and how that one coach scaled their business or started their business is going to be completely different than you. And I think that that's what I'm the most passionate about 
is like there's this misconception that because you're at 10k months that means you have to have a group program no what if you want to do a course what if you want to do a retreat what if you just want to focus on like building a team right like hiring a va like not doing webinars and doing a facebook group and double downing on that for a month and building your list and you know, there's all these things you can do to scale your business. And there's just not a one size fits all model to that. And if I had followed every piece of advice that I saw business coaches telling me of like, you need to start running ads, like, why aren't you running ads and this and that? I'm like, because I don't want to. <laughs> like, I want to get to seven figures organically. And that was just my decision. And yeah, I just think that when you follow that, and you're brave enough to do that. First of all, you're leading with trust you become the source of a woman that's so certain in herself that trusts herself completely. So of course, you're going to attract leads, you're going to attract clients that trust themselves to move forward with you that are certain that you're the person for them. Like, it's just it's just so funny. Like, we usually operate from fear, and we don't even know it. Like, we're operating from, okay, so this coach told me to, like, turn on ads. So, like, I need to do ads, and we just invest in them, and they don't work out. And we're, like, wondering why they're not. It's because we weren't excited about it, and we made the decision from fear and probably trying to prove something. Whereas, like, if we just took a step back and honestly, like, we're able to tune in and be like, what is it that I actually want? What is it that lights me up right now that I want to offer? What is it that I want to talk about with my audience that I've been holding back from talking about? And yeah, how do I want to talk about it? What program do I want to launch? Like, how do I want to launch it? <laughs> you know, we don't ask ourselves enough those questions. And I know that you want the blueprint. Like if you've never done something before, you're like, okay, well, I want to launch that, but I've never done it before. So I can't just like make my own decisions of like how I'm going to do that. That's when, yeah, you invest in a mentor. But if you ever invest in a mentor, that's like, you need to do it this way to be successful and it doesn't align with you. And then they don't care. And they just hand you a formula and expect you to follow it. Like literally run in the opposite direction <laughs> because they are teaching you to become dependent off of them. And they're not teaching you how to find your own voice and to trust yourself. And when I learned how to do that, whoo, it was like everything set off. Cause like I said, I was inspiring so many people in my audience. Um, my clients were inspired because they were starting to make really bold decisions in their business that were pretty unconventional. But when they did it, it ended up always working out because they were excited about it. They were lit up. They were like, oh shit, like I can actually do what I want to do in my business because newsflash, I'm the one that like owns it and nobody else. So I just think, yeah, it's like a PSA to build your business off of the foundation of trust and doing what you truly want to do and what aligns with you. And I think that that's what I'm the most proud of is like, yeah, I've helped people get to 60K months. I've helped people like really grow their business. But I think what I'm the most proud of is that I did it with designing the strategy that aligns with them and like what's truly on their heart and not like just handed them what worked for me and be like, hey, just like follow this because I did it and it worked. Like anybody can do that, right? That's not coaching. Coaching is a two-way street. And so, yeah. So this little audio from this live is going to go to my podcast. So if you've not subscribed to the CEO and Overflow podcast, definitely do that. Um, on Apple iTunes, it's not on Spotify yet. 
And just as an announcement, my private coaching, my one-on-one coaching officially opens tomorrow. So if you guys have been following me, you really want that one-on-one strategy, but you want to design it around you, what's speaking to you, what really aligns with you. You want to shift your mindset around clients, being attached to sales, and you're just ready to scale your business to like 20K months and up. I am the girl for you. So definitely reach out to me um, if you have any questions about that. And then the application is going to be live tomorrow. So it'll be the link in my bio. Um, And yeah, I'm proud of you. Definitely don't waste your energy. Um, Oh, it is on Spotify. Okay. (laughs) I got my little like PR over here. I literally had no idea it was on Spotify. Okay, awesome. Well, yes, I will leave the application for my one-on-one coaching in the show notes of that. But um, yeah, you guys on Instagram can definitely see the application go live sooner, which will be tomorrow. And yeah, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. This podcast is brought to you by my one-on-one private coaching. So guys, I have not launched this thing in literally nine months because yeah, my clients have gotten such amazing results that they just keep sending me people. So I am so honored and blessed to open up three more spots. I've restructured some things. I've hired more people. So I have more availability right now. And yeah, this is for the coach who's looking to scale their business to 20K plus months, who wants proven and tested systems that I've already tried out, my clients have already tried out, and either wants to pivot their business, change their niche, expand their offers, or just really wants to actually enjoy their business, have their time back, and to be able to get into a place of completely trusting themselves being unattached to sales, knowing exactly what to say on a sales call, how to powerfully work through objections with leads, always knowing what to launch, how to launch it, what to post when, all of the structure plus all of the mindset work to remove imposter syndrome, maybe comparisonitis of other coaches in your space, or just reaching the amount of income you never have before and maybe you've self-sabotaged it. So we are going to break all of that We are going to unlock the next level version of you and create your version of having it all. So all you have to do is DM me on Instagram, the word curious. We will go back and forth and make sure it's 100% a good fit and go from there. So let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much for listening to the CEO and Overflow podcast. If you want to connect with me further around whatever I have going on that's really speaking to you, anything that you want to ask me or future podcast episode ideas, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My link for my profile is in the show notes, and I will see you in the next episode.